I feel it is. It feels like four a.m. It it really doesn't. It just you've had a long. I day. just love that I can hear myself. Normally I can't because you've turned my you turned me down. This, so this, much. This is literally on the exact same levels we were last time we did the show. I'm gonna say you're wrong, but that's okay. But you know what? I want to go ahead and jump you're in. A little hot. Thank you for telling me I'm hot. Maybe I should turn you down. I know you're attracted to me. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> You know, as soon as you turn me down, I'm literally going to put my hand, my face, my face on the mic. Y'all, Poodle is like got a, a sweater on and a blanket over her. I know she's just going to pull out her knitting in Y'all, a second. It's been so cold here, and it, I know the rest of the country's been yeah. going through a polar vortex. I just said it to the polar vortex people. <laughs> Where it's been 17 below. Yeah, people have died. But you know you're, what? I'm it's gonna, 50 I, degrees here, and you're chilled. But people have been, I'm sorry, you shouldn't go out. Everyone was told they wouldn't go out, except for that governor in Kentucky who told people to go out, who was a dumbass. That was stupid. He told people, that he, he said people were soft. In your defense, it is a little chilly. It's kind of windy. It's very cold. It's very cold here. I'm sitting here with a blanket on my lap, and I kind of, this is when I kind of wish I had a cat on my lap, and very rarely do I wish I had a cat. I'm not a big pussy fan. How do well, you say that word? Pussy. <laughs> there we go. Welcome to River Mails. River Mails. Welcome to River Mails. I'm, cl- I'm clipping like motherfuckers. Y'all, Steph Bello, if you're listening to this episode, we don't. We need to send you a mug. We, need we to can't send you find a mug. you anywhere. We can't find you on the Twitter or the Instagram. So maybe you got off of it, but maybe you're hopefully you're still listening to the show. So message us and let us know. Please let us know. Maybe you're just your handle changed. Yes, y'all. And we do have mugs and we're we, they are amazing. And we're our well, we're gonna post some pictures uh later. We're just waiting for the website to be done so people can either buy them or we're gonna be doing a contest for if people come to our T V party, they'll get a mug. You get a mug. What how do you win a mug? We're gonna think about that. <laughs> You just say shit. <laughs> How about this? You you come up with our best log line of our, the way to sell our show the best. And you get no, a mug. No, because what if it's not good? Then we have to stick with them. Uh, No, no. I'm saying we choose it. We already have our log line. Keep going, queens. That's not a log line. That's a, the catchphrase. That's a send off. All right, maybe, but I, I want people just, to come to TV party because I like doing that. Y'all, you know, if if you listen to us, not this feels gross that I'm selling ourselves on TV party, but I'm 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 just past feeling gross about things. You need to come. You need to download the TV party TV party app on iTunes or where the fuck you download your shit. Mm-hmm. And interact with us because we have a great time. It's we gay have DD. Lovely gay DD. Our, at our, gay DD. At gay DD. You we can follow us. That tonight. We can't do that tonight. We'll do it. We'll do it tomorrow. We're doing, we're, we have a, we have a TV. We have a TV party thing tomorrow. We have bitch brunch tomorrow at 11, 11 a.m. This episode won't be up by then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no shit. Can we get um, into this? Let's let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. As, y'all, y'all! This is the gayest episode of Riverdale ever. 
This was this is my favorite of the season, but not for normal reasons. It wasn't really good, but there was a lot of gay stuff. Did it wasn't even the, this was a really this like this episode moved part of my heartstrings, and not even just the Moo Kev stuff. It did. This episode moved me, um, although it was the same trope that's been handled by gay storylines since about 1985. But I'm okay with it. I was going to bring that up too. That like the gay yeah. people finally get their their moment of exquisiteness and love and the it's way they the can sa- be themselves the and then they're shit. punished for it. It's the same old so shit. So I did, and the fact that a gay man develops this show who's is upsetting. M- who's, m- who is counteracted that kind of stuff in, he did fucking what, Broken Hearts Club? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, he should know better, Greg Williams. I agree. Or no, um, that's Roberto But, what I was gonna say is, sorry, I'm just jumping in my first one. Why jump this, in. Yeah. Why this Don't talk to good? me. This is the first episode, and I don't know when, where we had an episode about relationships and not plot, and it paid off. I so agree, and Archie was figured very rarely, which I thoroughly enjoyed. He wasn't in this episode until the I counted. He didn't come in until 17 minutes. That was one of my he things. He was can, literally not in until like the third act. Can that be every episode, please? Um. I want to dig into something. This is my cerebral self. I just turned myself down because I didn't want to overpower you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm thoughtful. Thank you. Don't want you to think I'm not thoughtful. Can you give me a more tease and thoughtful? I'll try. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) I want to start off by talking also about how lesbian all of the talk in this episode is. So the college is Highsmith College, which is obviously Patricia Highsmith, who wrote The Talented Mr. Ripley, and a lot of, who was a lesbian and wrote a lot of other no- novels. Oh, I think everybody got that. And by everybody, you and some queer in Connecticut. <laughs> who went, oh, Highsmith! Highsmith! Oh, I love her work! Mommy! There was also a note that uh, Cheryl was talking about wanting, like, it's not perfect, like, just like Desert Hearts. Desert Hearts is a very famous lesbian movie. You didn't get any of this, did you? No. (laughs) Well, I'm kind of a lesbian, so (laughs) I get a lot of these references. Um, You've been hit on by actual lesbians who thought you were a woman. Also, I know a lot of lesbian movies, and I love lesbian singers. I love Indigo Girls. I love... I do love Indigo Girls. Y'all, if you don't love Brandi Carlisle, who got so many Grammy nominations, I've seen Brandi Carlisle. She's a lesbian? Yes! She has a... I never thought she was, but her aesthetic is lesbian. Um... But her newest album, Brandi Carlisle, is one of my favorite artists ever, and you need to listen to her. There's also, Penelope had to say something, said, well, that's not worth The Price of Salt. And The Price of Salt is a very famous Patricia Highsmith novel. Literally, a lesbian wrote this episode. Um, I or, wonder who wrote this episode. Unless, or, or some gay guy who studied what Patricia Highsmith wrote. You should tweet and tag the writer, because I bet they'll appreciate it. They, they will. You should. You should. Some do lesbians that. doing it too. Ask them to come on the show. Maybe they'll be interviewed. They and won't. By maybe they won't. <laughs> um, I, I, I want to. I just want to just address a couple of things. Uh, this episode was super gay, but it was gay in a way that was like um, very Baz Luhrmann attracting us through 
uh, fa- uh, uh, like little lights that we like enjoy. Uh, it it I mean, really. You, you mean it wasn't like a realistic take? No, I agree with that. That's no. a great way to describe it. It was very Bos Lerman gay. It was very Bos Lerman. And you know what? That maybe that will attract like people who are teenage years. That's great for them. But like, don't talk to an old bitch like me. I'm just like. Boo! <laughs> I do think that yes, I do think that some uh, youth right now um, just kind of fantasize about yep. that it's amazing to be gay. And, you know what? It's hard, but no, I think I'm glad it's that very we got hard a little bit gay. of that because I think Cheryl's character, Cheryl was kind of being those kind of more privileged enlightened kids that yeah. think why is it a big deal and then when she outed Moose and I, res- and, and I respect they yeah. did that and when Tanya Tucker came after her that's t- Tony Topaz uh-huh. by the way I uh, by the way if Tanya Tucker is not a lesbian in real life <laughs> not like the actress like two sparrows in a hurricane <laughs> try to find their way I don't have the voice I, I can't love sing. that song don't you song. dare sing that your That's voice is song. shitty right now, and, and I would like throw Love something at you. Awful, awful. Write in and say he sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I can't even shade you for that. <laughs> but um, um, but no, I love that they did that and they had that moment. And again, it was about relationships. You ever, do you ever felt like when you're holding the mic that's too heavy and your hand can't handle it? <laughs> Hashtag you might be a fag because you're you might be a faggot if your wrist is too if your wrist is but too you know limp I have piano wrists micro- they are limp we need to put we need to put that on the pod we need to put pictures of my wrists on the podcast they're very tiny I don't think anyone wants to see that my wrists are like bird wrists you know what if you all want to see Jake's wrists follow him on Instagram at Jake it or fake it and he'll take a picture of his fucking I'll wrist. take a picture of my wrist. I'm doing it tomorrow. Um, a couple other Pat- Patricia Highsmith novels. Oh, they mentioned the talent of Mr. Ripley, and uh, uh, Veronica was reading another Patricia Highsmith novel. I can't remember when they tried to, when her and Reggie were robbing. Oh, something. they were. Yeah. Um, but yeah, very lesbian chic. This episode. It What's was. your next one? I just want to talk about lesbians. I love Patricia Highsmith. Um, she was a dyke, D Y K E dyke. I, you know, I like using that word, and I know some lesbians that like using that word. But then, like, I've met other lesbians that still get really triggered by it. Um, they're better at self-identifying than we are. Well, we call ourselves fags, but we're in the minority. I feel yeah. like sometimes. Yeah, I think that's true. I feel like I would want to own it, but that's just me. Oh, yeah. Like, I I remember when uh, I went to, and I remember thinking, how could they do this? When I went to summer camp, uh, there was a guy, a theater guy, and he was there, and he was gay, and he was on, like, he lived in New York, and he wore his shirt, his softball, his team softball shirt that they, back home, his gay softball league, and they were called Drama Fags. And I remember, wow. but it, now I look back on, I just thought of that. I look back on it then. It was such like a, it was hurtful what, to you. No, the, what he was doing, was empowering. he was saying that you can be, you don't have to be this. I think that would have been hard for me at that time. I remember it was hard for me, but maybe I'm just remembering Well, it the now. word fag is, was really hurtful. 
I the word fag to me was really hurtful from about fourth grade till about fourth grade first for me. <laughs> but you know, I was prancing about this Wonder Woman, so it's pretty easy to, to you work that one. You know what I was really good at? I was good at skipping. I loved to skip too. I was so good at skipping until I was made fun of for it. Because boys don't skip. Because someone called me a faggot for skipping too much. Yep, that happens. The last (laughs) time I was called a faggot was actually in Lenox, Massachusetts (laughs) at Belvoir as an adult. And I was skipping. I drove by and some boss and I was like, hey, faggot. And you're like, yes, yes, what of it? And I was like, your accent's disgusting. You're a fucking troll. Y'all, you've never heard a terrible accent until you've been in Massachusetts. It's pretty awful. Sorry. You know, you know it if you live there. We can only say that because we have Southern accents. You sound like garbage. Um, What is your next thing? I've been talking nonstop. Um, So when we finally did get to see Archie, I just feel like I have to bring it up. He basically really. wants to stick his dick in Josie's pussycat. So obvious. He, it's like, he does. He it's does. So every other character was written pretty good this episode. His was so transparent. Well, his has been bad for like weeks. But I'm still like, damn, they really, they just can't give him anything to do. Um, I did like it when Josie showed him Bumble. There, Another no, Cheryl. Cheryl. Cheryl showed Kevin. There's Sorry. a lot of Bumble Y'all, ads. This Bumble shit. I'm kind of here for it. Uh, I'm not because, like, <laughs> it's not helpful. I'm gotta, on Bumble. They gotta like make I bank said before. They gotta make bank. I get it. But everything else in Riverdale is fake. Maybe why oh. should Bumble be? Maybe, maybe we should start doing Bumble ads. Maybe they'll sponsor us. That's a great idea. Have you ever gotten a date from Bumble? Yes. Have you ever gotten some dick from Bumble? No comment. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now that could be a selling point. I don't want to, if people listen to it, I don't want to kiss and tell. You're saying that because the one guy you were dating. I don't want to suck dick and tell. The one guy you were dating listened to our show? Yes. Which horrified me. Are you still dating him? On and off. <laughs> uh, to be honest, it really put me off that he actually, I told him about it and he actually listened. And it, I think that's sweet. And part of what the show was, I, I, it wasn't really about him, but um, he's a really sweet guy and he's really lovely and we just haven't had enough time together. To I think honest. you need to give it another chance. That shows he's um, interested in what you're doing. But. And I what and I wasn't talking about him at one point, but he asked me if I was talking about him, and I was horrified that he had listened to the show um, because, like, I just we we do these things and we don't expect anyone. Like, My boyfriend doesn't listen to. Him. Oh, of course he doesn't. Um, We're not talking about sports, and we just don't expect anybody to like go about it and like, but like, and who I am on this show is. Pretty much who I am in real life. But Please don't say you're playing a character. Y'all, no, he used to say that in Cabaret. He would say, well, for my character. And <laughs> Lindsay, our director, laughed at his face. <laughs> <laughs> my character right now is pretty much who I am in real life. Um, I want to go on and talk about um, the fact that Kevin gives Moose 
And what I wrote is an ultimato. Not an ultimatum, but an ultimato. Mm-hmm. Of you're being with me. Or that's and he and they do it, and that's that's pretty fantastic. That's all you have to say about yeah. that. <laughs> I loved it. No, it was great. No, I. Agree. I also loved Veggie. I love and I. We hate love even, Veggie. I'm here for Veggie much more than Varchi, than which is awful. They have great chemistry. Ver- I feel like Veronica doesn't have to like her character doesn't have to. <laughs> Uh, kind to of like him placate herself to like step down to him to give him feed him acting notes. Yeah, I feel like with Reggie, the energy of that character—they're just one on kind of more on par with one another. I agree. Um, I, just, I, I just have to show you what I wrote. It's always stream of consciousness when I'm oh doing Riverdale. I wrote, "Kill me, Josie and Archie." <laughs> I know. I know. Kill me. I know. Um, I also wrote Kill Me Midnight Club Reuniting. I'll, because we all give two shits about know that. how I felt about that. We give two shits about that. One thing that I do love, and it's kind of more at the end, but it, I'm liking it way more than I thought I would. I am here for FP being the sheriff. I really like it. It makes no sense why it he's the sheriff. It makes no sense, but no. I'm okay with it. But no, I like that he he does this bad cop, bad sheriff thing kind of good. And speaking of sheriff. Good cop, bad cop. Y'all, when Sheriff Keller was shirtless in that bed. Ooh. I mean, ooh. I, I. Did you see our, we were watching it on an iPad, but did you see a little bit of a. Snow. Well, yeah, it kept pausing, and yeah, there was like a little bit of white. I okay. I'm glad it wasn't just me. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was laying there in the bed, and then the mayor, whatever her name is, she says, "I'm gonna she go." She walked get, up and went in the bathroom. Said, yeah, she said, "I'm gonna go shit," and he said, "Okay." <laughs> so he's sitting there in the bed. <laughs> you know what? And then I saw Moose come over. And say, hey, we were talking about learning some self-defense things. Yeah, and he said, and I'm actually over 18 in real life, so this isn't weird for you to teach me. And then, all of a sudden, he grabbed him from behind, pulled his arm back, and stuck his dick in his mouth. He did. Okay, I'm so glad that's that's what you saw. That's exactly what I... Yeah, because she came out of the bathroom right when Moose was getting motorboated. Okay, good. With balls. Mm-hmm. That's what we saw. Oh, God. Y'all, y'all, y'all Cody, tell everybody. Cody Kearsley is the hottest guy on the CW he, and on all of it. He's a film star. He has a face for it. He's beautiful. He's a great actor. We and love Cody him. And Cody Kearsley uh, did, sent me a Facebook message about t- teaching him French, and I did not get around to it. You know what? That was rude. He figured it out, though. He figured he figured it out before he contacted me. Oh, good. Me. You know what? I just want you to tell our audience. I what, speak fluent French. What you, you said about Fred, What you said about uh, Sheriff Keller uh, while we were watching the show. I just want you to repeat that. What was it? Because I said, I said he. I said I would let him take me to Slam Town all night, and then you went on a very graphic. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I think I said, what did I say? You said um, you would, he would fuck you and then it would be an all night thing. Oh, 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 here it is. 
Um, it was kind of gross. Here's the thing. I said, you know that kind of thing when you're with that guy and you're like, sure, you can spend the night. And basically, you're thinking it's going to be like a one-night sex thing. Like 30 minutes. 30 minutes, and you go, you're in bed. But it's like an all-night. It's like it's 3 a.m., and you're looking at your clock saying, God damn, I want to go to bed. And they're like still pumping at you. <laughs> and all you can say is, can we just call it an audible right now? Because I'm tired. Can I shower? Because I'm filthy and covered in jizz. <laughs> And then you just say, I'm just going to let him do what he wants. And then you look, the next time you look at your clock, it's 5 a.m. <laughs> and like, you don't even, boy, you, don't, you can't even you feel can't even, from the waist you down. You can't even remember when you started having sex anymore. <laughs> and they're still going. And you're like, I'm just kind of amazed by this one's stamina. And then it's 6 a.m. And you're like, I'm falling asleep or I'm going to go sleep on the couch. One or the other. <laughs> Or I'm kicking them out of my bed. I would, all that being said, I would do that for Tom Keller. I would do a 6 a.m. fucking. (laughs) (laughs) Retweet me if you would do a 6 a.m. fucking. If you know what a 6 a.m. fucking is, it's it's brutal. (laughs) Like you've been up all fucking night. That. I have been that where well, you think you're done and then all of a sudden they're slapping and they their dick on your again. butt again and you're oh, like, oh, yeah. here we go. Because you know what? Here's what I feel. I feel that we should all expand our horizons. Well, I don't want to be, yeah. I don't want to rain on anyone's parade. I don't want to be, you want to be polite. Mm, kind of, <laughs> but I'm tired and I just never want to, I, I never want anyone to think that I'm not up for it. To be more more appropriate, I'm the craziest sex person in the room, not them. We're a family show here <laughs> at River Mails. We're a family show, everybody. I'm so sorry if anyone has children listening. You really shouldn't. Um. Uh. Anyway, that's what I thought about Tom. Uh. I've got a lot of random things. Um. Well, you know, I, this episode was harder for me to take notes on, and I say this it, in a good way. Because I, don't it drew, know, I don't know if it was good or bad, no, to be it honest. No, it's hard to take notes because it drew me in. I found myself, I was watching the episode. I just and, saw uh, gay people. And not taking notes. Um, I did like kind of the arc of what we see. Like, I've always been into Cheryl and Tanya Tucker, but I'm like, eh, I feel like they're just... A.K.A. Tony Topaz. I feel like they're just like, almost like... Puppets are like just ornaments for the um, scenery of this show, and they finally gave them a little bit more kind of depth because I am all about this girl gang with that fights oh with bows. Oh shit, y'all! That that the like, poison pretty. This is this is from the fucking craft. Is pretty poisoned? Are that calf poison pretties? Let us know if that was an actual gang in Riverdale. We would love to know. Cav, our historian. We should send him a mug. We do need to send him a mug. Cap, sure the sure address will give you a mug. Um, I have we're not a, giving the rest of y'all a mug. They were expensive. You got to pay for them. I have one other huge note that normally the songs that people sing are very common Broadway songs or pop songs. This time they chose... A song from a Michael John LaCusa musical. And I know the rest of the world might be thinking, who's Michael John LaCusa? He's written not not the very famous Wild Party. 
uh, he's a musical theater writer who wrote Marie Christine. It bombed. Like, no one would know him. Some faggot wrote this episode and included this song because both this queen who's sitting next to me, she and I have sang that at Cabergay, this number called People Like Us. We have sung this we number, have. and when when the, when it came on, I went, "Oh my God, it's people like us!" And I Which lost is a great my mind. Song. And no, we're not going to sing it today because where where do we belong? I won't make you sing it, although I'll shame you for not. People um, like us, they get through the day, survive in the city, way better than most, most people like us. Anyway, it's we a, don't remember the word. <laughs> we it was there were there were t- a lot of words for us that then. You know, what, I'm um, gonna find that recording on Cabergay, and we're gonna, I'm gonna post that. I'm gonna put we're, it. I believe I we're probably in beautiful dresses at that point. Yeah, you know what? I was gonna post it this episode, but you're right. I'm gonna find a video and I'm gonna post it on Instagram. Um, Follow Tony, us. Tony Collette was in it. It's great musical. Um, if you like my body, come and do my body. Whatever wild party song. I used to like that song. Okay. Um, but anyway, they chose that song, and it's the most obscure musical theater song that has ever been used in any television show ever, and I thoroughly was here for it. But you know what else I loved about it? I lost my fucking mind. For once, they picked a song that had the right context. And it worked! For what was going on with everybody Where in the Where do we belong? We just have to ask ourselves where. Yes. Is someone calling you? No. You bitch. My, my notes are on my oh. phone. So, but that was one of my notes was, wow, they actually used a song correctly. They used a song that was so esoteric. It was, I was shocked. It really, I was blown away. It really tied a lot of things together. It was what a song should do, kind of give a bow and to the I'm episode. just glad Michael John Lacusa got some rights. Good for her. Well, she's a cokehead, so good for her. Oh, she did she not get <laughs> should sober? Should I not have said that? Did she not get sober? No, she has a drug problem, but that's okay. Oh. It's all right. That's sad. She's right. talented. She is, but she never wants to get mainstream success. Although she did have Giant. She had a musical with the musical Giant that she wrote. You know who is needs mainstream success? This queen. You have good musicals. You haven't even seen my newest musical, which I think is the best one I've ever done. What's this one called? Cheese. Cheese. <laughs> That's mainstream. There's a dead baby in it, y'all. <laughs> Why can't you just write something to make money? Please, I try to tell you, you always want to have feelings for it. It's probably pretty good. Sorry. Um, I need you to listen to my demos, though. I need you to listen to them. Okay. I think that's all I have. Honestly, a lot of... uh Uh-oh, here we go. Um, Here we go. God damn it. So, when everybody's parent calls them... Yes. They're all just They're fucking. They're all bucking. Everyone's I mean, going to pound town. And not even like sitting in the Everyone's bed. Everyone's like just, because everyone just fucks now. Not even like just sitting in the bed kind of talking like pillow talk. Literally, Betty was riding. Like, riding the physical him. action of riding Jughead. Like taking his dick in her puss. And Veronica was on top of shirtless Reggie, who God. Who I think Reggie's the hottest guy on the show right now. I I think 
he and Cody Kearsley are tied. Yeah, Cody I agree. Kearsley's really pretty. I will never not think Cody Kearsley's hot. <sighs> but anyway, I just want to, you know, I mean, why didn't like, some kids are playing Nintendo. Some kids are like, you know, they're at drama rehearsal or some kids, they're watching Gem and the Holograms. That's what some <laughs> kids do in high school. I don't That's know why I we watched. didn't see that. Yeah. I watched that in middle school. Jim and the Holograms. I watched it in secret. Like my family okay. came home, you, I turned it off. You were literally a year younger than me. No, I said I watched it in secret. I know, but you probably watched it in sixth grade. Yeah, sure, maybe. We were. I, I was allowed to watch Jim and the Holograms. I don't think you know what I wasn't allowed my to watch. Would I just was scared? I wasn't allowed to watch Golden Girls because I was told it was vulgar. Oh, I used to watch that with my grandmother. Well, yeah, you didn't have a problem with that. And she that explains loved it. so much. She Hazel Jean loved it. You know, it. Hazel Jean got thrown by a tornado. So. <laughs> she did, so she didn't give a shit. <laughs> um, she was like, they're funny. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Again, it goes back to, it wasn't that my parents wouldn't have let me watch that show. I was too scared to admit that I wanted to watch that show. Oh. You know what? You know what show that when I look back that I loved watching that I could watch in secret, but that my parents would be okay with me watching Quantum Leap because he was always shirtless. Oh, I watched that show with my mother. She loved it. I know. It. And he was always shirtless and he was, it was very, for me, it was always like the underdog won. Mm-hmm. And it was, so it was so gay affirming. That was a really good show. And like... There were so many sh- episodes of that show where he either was gay or met someone who was gay. Uh, that's in the wrong key. It could not. You can't sing. I'm losing my voice still. I am still a huge fan of Scott Bakula. Oh, he is like a sex god. He to was me. hot to me, even though looking was his okay. But when he che- was on his looking, sh- his like hairy chest. Oh, oh yeah. my god, y'all! Scott Dicula, Bacula. In my, get it in my bacula. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're gonna have to go out on that. On that one, oh, we're, go- we're going out, y'all. Y'all, we even just say we we always forget to say at the very end. We've been all. We've had a bunch of people say, uh, Facebook us or Instagram us that saying they're gay kids having a tough time or gay adults having a oh, tough yeah, time. Thank you for saying what an appropriate episode. And, uh, and if you have a tough time, if you're going through that, we would love to talk to you, and we'd love to talk you through it. Yeah, because we've been there. So some yeah, we've had people message us, and that's fine with us. So yeah, I had someone literally two days ago I mean, message me, and and I tried to help them through it and I don't want anyone to think that we're not too busy to help them through that because I mean please that's I'm, our job I'm a fucking therapist I got a degree in gay stuff and she's I'm, I'm busy but I don't give a shit because I'll help you and she's a bitch that keeps it real I'm a vocal coach and every every fucking day of my life is helping people we do the same thing as she yeah. says all the time yeah but yeah please reach out to us and you can reach out I'm to us. at Jake It or Fake It. And I'm at the Matt Mar, two T's, two R's. And y'all, we the website's coming. Patrick, come back from the overseas and he'll build the rest of it. It's called Sissy That Talk. But don't go there yet. But don't go there yet. <laughs> <laughs> there yet. 
But if you're listening to this episode later, go there and buy mugs. And we're going to have some mugs for sale. They're amazing. Find us on TV Party app. Um, you can follow us. At and- Gay DD. Everybody, we love y'all. I love everybody. Keep going, queens. Keep going, queens. Mm-hmm.